Welcome back. This is Munter, and I'm with Lugsy and Jacko once again. And you are listening to the Maximum Cricket Podcast. This is episode 21, and we are talking a lot of T20s as we build for the World Cup just weeks away. India, South Africa, England, and Pakistan. We are talking Black Caps kits. Do we rate the new one? We're doing combined 11s. Out or not out is about cricket brands and what it says about you. We are talking slower balls on Coach Corner. And of course, it's snack of the week with this week's category being ice cream. So sit back, relax, and grab yourself your favourite ice cream and enjoy the number one sports podcast in Bermuda. It's a yes bang maximum, the first of this contest. Oh, that is brilliant. It's a hero maximum. On the ground, on the ground, another hero maximum. Boys, have we changed in format this week where we will start with a bit of India versus South Africa T20 stuff. This has absolutely nothing to do with TMC cracking the Indian market over the weekend. But uh, <laughs> side note, Mancats, not that bad. I think everyone's just overreacting a little bit. Yeah, they're in the rules. Um, hashtag mama mentality. <laughs> we'll talk some negative stuff occasionally about maybe India taking over cricket. But if they want their pot, uh, this pot, you know, we'll take the dollar. Yeah. We'll sell our soul pretty quickly. <laughs> I love the IPL for once. <laughs> Saved cricket, actually, the IPL. <laughs> yeah, our franchise over country, hundred percent, boys. So we, we won't we won't deep dive into into this series too much because uh, there's only been two out of three T20s played. With the other, I believe, Wednesday morning uh, for us Kiwis, anyway. But um, just a quick we wrap up game one. South Africa only made 106, and India chased it down. Two down with plenty of time left. South Africa were at one stage five down for nine runs and 15 balls. Boys, just quickly, imagine the carnage in that change room. Imagine 9, 10, and 11 padding up in the third over. Uh, it's quite the sight. Yeah, being there, not fun. Um, can confirm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if you're a batter and if you're a bowler in a T20 game, I think there's like some rogue stat that if you bat after eight, you on average are going to face like four balls, sort of 12 overs of batting, let yourself nestle in and then accelerate and accumulate. Um, yeah, I mean, complete mind shift, but yeah, yeah, tough to be the tail padding up then, that's for sure. Yeah, once you're once you're over that absolute carnage at the start of, I mean, potentially you don't even, don't even watch the first couple of overs, you're just sort of getting a drink, really settling in, <laughs> and then you've got to realise you're out there. Um, but once you get over that initial carnage, I wonder if anyone thought of, no, I've got a chance here. This is, you know, my bet sort of bet twelve to fourteen overs. Mm. Get, work your way back, work your way up the order, sort of thing. Good for the average. Yeah, good for the average. We we not out thirty knot. Yeah, we thirty or forty. We, Jacko, were you ever thinking, like, if I get a couple here, like a we not out, I could move up the order? Do, do, do bowlers think think of that? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Play the hot <laughs> hand. Um, yeah, mine was. <laughs> Ours was rogue. We were like, so I'm, I think I was batting at nine and we were seven down in the fifth over when I went out to bat. So the last ball of the fifth over, we lost our, actually I think I was batting eight, so we lost our sixth wicket. And I was batting with like our last batter, obviously, because I wasn't one. Um, and he gave me maybe the hardest fist bump when he greeted <laughs> me at the edge of the block. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Looked me dead in the eye and said, you and me, mate, 15 overs. Nothing <laughs> silly. good as you and me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I thought, like, yeah, sweet. Like I'll, get, like, I'll get 25 off 20, feed him some strike. We get something defendable. 
Um, he's got a good plan. I'll stick with it. Next ball, full six stump. Hang the bat out to dry. Schnick, court keeper. We're seven down in the power play. Lovely. <laughs> I've always sort of got the impression that bowlers, they sort of want the chance to bat. Don't Until mind getting a 20 it. knot. Yeah. yeah. Really would rather say they want to bat up the order, but just rather actually staying at, you know, nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'd rather just get, like, have to face four balls and, like, whoops, I've hold out again. Like, nah. I was I was generally an opener or I'd bat sort of three or four, so my I'd normally be padded up all the time. But how quickly, how soon do you, do you guys normally pad up? Like, are we talking? Uh, I know the general is like two wickets away, but what's uh, how early do you want to go? At the back end of the batting innings, things can happen pretty quick. So I like to go, or it's a spicy one. Yeah, yeah. So I like to go. Box thigh pad pants with three wickets to go until I'm batting. Yeah, um, and then just sort of cruise around like that. Normally it's pretty cold at the cricket park, so you want your pants on anyway. And then from there, it's sort of two down. Put most of the rest of it on. One down. Have a few throws into them. I'm I'm sort of similar. I'm probably one. I'm probably I have to say I'm way on the early side, but I do like that as well. Like box thigh pad pants on to start with. Maybe mm. the board's just beside you. Yeah, yeah, you handy. Take them handy. out to your yeah. seat, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. the last thing you want to do is be rushing. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's just guys, terrible. It's a yeah. recurring nightmare, isn't it? Like you, it is. you're supposed to be batting and you can't find your pads. I guess the one thing is some people don't like that. You know, there's a bit of a mental switch when you think you're about to bat. So some wow, guys try and true. leave it quite late. Yeah. But um, but I was definitely, I mean, and it had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I played for a Tyree side where we were all out in 20 overs most. <laughs> um, didn't have anything to do with that. But I was sort of, yeah, I, I was very early. Like, even if I was batting six, I would start with, with the um the pants on, the box on, the file. Yeah, nice, nice. Our uh, sort of different approach, but our captain turned player coach, if he was batting at three, he would refuse to put any kit on until the openers had walked out there because he thought if he padded up fully while they were getting ready to bat, he wasn't showing any confidence in them. Mm. I was going to say, that Don't is another that, thing. Eh? Yeah, yeah that, that is another thing where, where some guys reckon you, you shouldn't show too much of a hand because you've got to... You've got to give your batsman in there a bit of faith that you're not worried they're going out. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is ludicrous from him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ludicrous. You've just got to find a corner and put them on. Yeah. I mean, he's shirtless, <laughs> sipping away on a parade, and they're, they're walking out to open the batting. It's all, It's always the good players that do it. It's always the good players that sort of leave it late, Yeah, I yeah. find. Because um, the thing is, if you, I find if you're rushing it and you, and you forget you forget something, you're like you forget your box, you forget – yeah, if you get your gloves or something stupid like that, like golf a bit, your bat. No, you're not scoring runs. You're not. No. You're, you will not, not score bat, runs. Not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> once you go back, like if once yeah. you forget something, like it's a pack of hyenas. The fielding side's yeah, on top yeah. of you. It's all over. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. I was once opening the batting out at GI, and I forgot my thigh pad, <laughs> and I and I just couldn't. Like as you say, you know it's it's going to give them too much fodder if you call for it. So I just batted without it up until drinks, which surprisingly I did make. But I remember lobby bowl one that just cannon into the thigh. Like oh, it's, it really hurt. And that's 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 when I actually was aware. I was like, hold on. 
I was like, I completely forgot my thigh and a thigh here. <laughs> yeah, Green Island's not a team you want to. Sort oh, of I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't admit it. Unfortunately, I had to soldier on there. I, I've actually, yeah. I've actually better with my phone once because I did. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know how. Like, you know how? Like, because yeah, you're waiting a while, and yeah. you just, you just got your phone. And you sort your of messages are flying in. <laughs> you in yet? You out yet? <laughs> not what you soon. On? Yeah, soon, soon, uh, soon, mum, cheers. Um, and then you just sort of put it in your pocket and you forget it's there, wicket falls, you go out and you can't, obviously, like you cannot, you cannot take it out and go, oh, I, left, I brought my phone with me. You absolutely just got to yeah. soldier on and, um, yeah, hope it doesn't get hit sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah didn't, get, didn't get many that day, um, funny enough. No, mine was elsewhere. That's when playing sort of your lower grades helps, especially if you just got your mate at square league. Can you just quickly hand it to him? Yeah. Yeah. So, so analysing the uh, India South Africa series as we as we were. Yeah, as we've gone in depth. <laughs> yeah, real in depth. So, so game two was this morning, and it was the complete opposite, I guess. Uh, India made a mammoth two thirty seven for three. All the top order went ballistic, including probably the most exciting T twenty player in the world right now. Uh, I may butcher this name, but I want to give it a crack. On. Easy's playing for a lot of teams. Now, Soraya Kumar, Kumar Yadav. Sorry if I got that wrong. I definitely did. Or Sky, as they call him. Uh, he's become the fastest player in terms of balls faced past a thousand T20I runs. Yeah. This year alone, he scored eight hundred runs over forty, which is impressive, no doubt. But he is doing that at a strike rate of one hundred and eighty-five. He is incredibly destructive, and he hits at three sixty. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty impressive. We'll do a job. He will do a job. And in reply, Timur Bavuma. No, I fucked that up. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think it is Timur Bavuma. <laughs> Bavuma? Yeah, it's Bavuma. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So he, show, he showed the Indian bosses who overlooked him for his own domestic league that they were wrong by making back-to-back ducks. So <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I seen that this morning. He want a Super Smash gig or hey free... He's come out. I added some other stuff prepared, but he's come out. He's come out and said, like, you know, it's really disappointing. I didn't get picked up. I'm really hurt and that sort of stuff. I'm saying it well. I can't. I can't, I can't wait to get back into South African camp and sort of, you know, show what I'm made of. And then he just gets back to back ducks. Oh, outstanding! It's tough um, look for the brand. It's tough. So he's probably not going to get picked up either. They end up making two two twenty odd. David Miller got a hundred or forty seven rocks. Didn't they have like a partnership of like 190 or something in that game it was something ridiculous so there must have been because they're only three down i saw a step, yeah they're like the first team to have 180 plus partnership or something and lose a game yeah, yeah that's well, quite wild yeah david miller obviously who hits a massive ball and has actually for a long time now yeah he went guns blazing to cock seemed a bit slow was he did he he maybe tried to anchor the innings and went just slightly a touch slow Probably don't recommend anchoring an innings when you're chasing sixteens. No. no, I don't know. He said he did say apparently he said sorry to David, <laughs> to David Miller about his innings. So I don't know if it was a case of he just couldn't hit him. Um, yeah, you, get you know, I've been there, been there. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, like South Africa, I think they're a decent side. Although it kind of highlights to me just how India are going to miss Jasper Brummer, who yep. uh, I believe's got that back injury. It's not looking likely he's going to be in that World Cup. Um, but they are hopeful. He's arguably the best death bowler in the world, on top of being a pretty outstanding new ball threat. How do you how do you see these guys' chances, and how badly are India going to miss Bumbra? 
Yeah, I mean, whenever you take sort of the best player in their position away, you're always going to be be worse off. I feel like potentially you can get around a bowler, um, like depending on conditions and sort of some some creative management of your your team, you might be able to get around it. But again, it's those are the players that I guess, as we've talked about in the past, like your number one bowler might not be your best player at the tournament, but it'll win you the tournament in the finals. So yeah. I don't think it's going to affect their sort of t- chances to, to get into that sort of knockout stage, top four, maybe even the final. But when there's 10 needed off the last over and you can't throw the ball to Boomerah, that's when like it's really going to notice it is at crunch time. So um, yeah, I don't think like overall it'll affect where they end up massively but it might be the deciding factor in that last game or that last little sort of crucial moment yeah it's a good point because if you think about taking Trent out of our bowling attack you really just it, it sort of opens things up a lot like he's our he's that guy you rely on same for boom for mm. all of them like you rely on him to, to sort of set the tone at the start and then anywhere in the innings if you need something he's that guy you just chuck the ball yeah. So yeah, you take that out of the attack, and it sort of, it, and it opens up obviously four overs that you've got to get from somewhere else that you'd have locked in for him. And in general, on the series, I think India sort of, I mean, obviously it's going to be very different in Aussie, but sort of flexing their muscles a wee bit here, with, you know, take winning these first two games pretty handy. Obviously, you know, David Miller hundred, that can happen on any day. But India looking pretty strong again, and and they've obviously been pretty comfortable in Aussie the last few years, so. Yeah, it's it's very open as we talked about, but India sort of flexing their muscles a bit. Yeah, I just think with India peaking too early. Oh no, I just think they've got so much depth with the batting, like that. Like if a batter, if a good batsman like missed out, like say Coley missed, like he was injured, they could potentially replace most of Coley. Whereas with Bumrah, I just think the drop off from Bumrah to the next crop is. Quite you can't replace the best bowler in the world, really, can you? Nah, That's, and it's and, and you, you can't. I think I just think the rest of the the bowlers are sort of, especially at the death, they are struggling. Um, so if they can fix that, I'd put them like as favourites. But I mean, you know, uh, I think all teams, all these teams have their flaws. So mm. I guess I guess we'll find out. The caps, the cap summer has started with a bang, and by bang I mean they have an unveiled just an absolutely delightful, fresh, clean new grey and black number for the T Twenty World Cup. First of all, boys, are we a fan? Big, big fan. Yeah, mm. yeah, massive one. Hat's yeah. poor though. The hat, you reckon? Yeah, not a fan of the hat. Actually, I'm looking at it now. Mm. <laughs> Don't like it. Don't Looks like, like it. a Milo <laughs> cricket hat. Poor hat. Just, I, I know what you're saying. Shirt, I'm looking at it right hat. now. It's got the so for those that can't see it, it's got like I don't know. It's like grey at the front, and then the rest of it must be black. Is it? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's not. It's not as clean as the top. Maybe it's not separated. It needs to be like a have a white trim in there somewhere. It's just not. Just not quite as clean next to the jersey either. Like just a plain that black black caps hat with the silver fern on it would just top that off, and they've yeah, yeah, they fumbled the bag. They were like almost there. They almost yeah. nailed it, and then they just mm. sort of missed it at the end. <clears throat> I guess it, we we talked earlier in the week. We talked about our sort of our top five black caps kits of all time. 
and does this make the list? And I've gone through the archives and I've sort of come, I've sort of come together with my sort of top five. There's a five or six. I think I'm for the number five. I'm a little bit torn, but I'll sort of list a couple of options and we'll go from there. I also have the worst kit, um, say for the end. It's um, it's it's just terrible looking back. So I'm going to start with five or six. So for me, it's between the late '90s, and I'm talking like we've got uh, we've got the teal. Of, it's the nostalgia of being a wee nipper, I guess, is yep. above the chest teal, yep. below is nice and black, separated by a lovely white fern. And yep. I just think Beautiful I just think cat. that's the right, the appropriate amount of teal, not too much, not too little. I think there's some other kits, um, just looking here, that have too much. Some of them not not enough in my book. Yeah. So for me, I don't know. I just there's something about it I like. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm sort of touring off between that one and the one around the early 90s, but not 92. I'm talking about the Jeff Wilson one. You know, when it's sort of yeah, like yeah. it's black at the top. Uh, it's black at the top, grey at the bottom. There's got some. It's got some red sort of diagonals. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I'm just I'm just picturing like Jeff Wilson against Australia, hitting the winning runs, sort of going for a run, and I just. It's something about those two, so I'm sort of split between those okay. two. Moving on to my top four, um, yep. the ninety the ninety two World Cup. You know, look, has to be there. It has, it has it's got to be, be there, there somewhere. Yeah. It's um, you know, kits that the team does well in. Generally, the public like, and I think, you know, the ninety two World Cup gives the older crowd ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, the same sort of feel like two thousand fifteen did with us. Um, yeah, a rampant home team doing well vibes. You know, we all love to see it. Number three, I've got this one, you know, and it may not age well, but I just think it's the best use of grey in a kit I can remember. Yeah, oh, the like, current one? Yeah, the, that, that yeah. new one. In I just feel like grey's a, if you don't use it appropriately, it can look a bit poor. You know, look I at mean, that, it's a bland colour, isn't it? There's not a oh, lot too grey. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy and a good use of white. It's just a perfect amount of black. Like, it's still dominant. Like it yep. should be, but there's just enough grey and white in there. I also like the wee Southern Cross on the side. Beautiful touch. So the top two, they could go either way, um, but I'm sort of going with the 2019 World Cup as in number two, all black with the finest of white trims with a white collar. I just, I like the cleanness of it, the white collar. Like, like it's just, it's you know black caps. We're in a black cap. We've got a little bit of white, and it's just clean. It just reminds me of kind of reminds me of the like the 2011 All Blacks kit. Yeah, when we when we won it, there's something about the white collars that I like. And number one, 2015 World Cup. We've got a sort of a bluey teal back, black uh, black front with a smear of blue and white. I'm not sure if it's just because you know being a Caps fan in your early 20s during that time was just the best time of our lives it really mm. was you know home it was a home world cup the boys were just rampant i mean they could have been wearing a fucking paper bag and we would have loved it to be honest um so i don't know if it's just that but that's that's sort of my top five am yeah. i um how, how have i gone any anything i've missed or like any not bad at all um probably a personal favorite of mine was the the sort of the shane bond stephen fleming era yeah. Just yeah, the, number one. the black yeah. <laughs> with the, the dark silver fern in it. The, w Star. Uh, w Star, the National Bank logo and the green popping off. I'd probably actually put that series. one. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'd probably change yeah. that into one for, for your list and then keep the rest of it pretty much the same. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, so I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, what I did, what I did notice myself when going back was it was yeah, it was jerseys that re- reflected sort of good time. So my mm. top two were um, were the VB series uniform we wore. So mm. that VB series, probably my favourite series all time. Us yeah. Australia, South Africa. We've beat Australia on Australia Day. We've beat them three times in sixteen days somehow. Shane Bonds burst onto the scene. Just the the greatest series of fans, and I loved that uniform we mm. we had the big Telstra logo, as we said. Um, I think the the silver fern, real the the sort of the big Underrated. silver fern on the body, yeah, real. Most of the mm. the uniforms I really liked. Um, yeah, that's I found they all had that in common. Mm. And the the other one I had on the list was yeah, I think it very much around that same time as you said, Mum, to the nineteen ninety nine. The one we had when we won the ICC Knockout Trophy in India, or uh, in Kenya, sorry, beat India in the oh, final. Oh, the 2000s one. Ken's got yeah, 100. the year yeah. 2000. Which, yeah, Ken, which one was that? Was that uh, was it's very it, was similar. The, it's a teal. Um, I think it was that third one. Is it the same yeah, one that yeah. had that retro one that come out? Yeah, so it's a sort of a tealy number. It's very nice. And I just remember, like, Fleming in that, and Fleming, Ken's hitting the running runs, and I just thought, that uniform looks very crispy. Mm. Do, do you know? Do you know what I missed? Just National Bank. Yeah, what a logo! I was going to say, how much does the actual sponsor sort of? Because it's it sort of fit. Some of them just give off a bit of a poor vibe. Yeah. Some of these sponsors. See, that was my. And I know you had the fifteen World Cup up there, Munter, mm. but I feel like they got the blue wrong. I feel like they went a bit too mm. far into the ANZ blue as opposed to that teal. Um, um that's a good point. So that for me, point, it, it loses a step because I feel like it's taking the national colours and just giving them to ANZ. Obviously, they're probably giving yep. them heaps of money. Yeah, yeah, um, dream big New Zealand. Sort of yeah, thing. dream big uh, yep. our bank account. Um, but <laughs> probably, probably the only reason that one lost a step for me on your list. Nah, I, but yeah, but apart from that. Um, I'll tell you what, I was actually going to touch on and, and full disclosure, Jacko's just sent a message through on a, on a group chat. Yeah, it looks beautiful. About as crispy as you like. Yeah. And I was going to say, I loved how a few of the Kiwis used that three-quarter sleeve. Yeah, yeah, huge. Just trying to follow um, Ponting, eh? <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was, I mean, yeah, that was a brilliant look for cricket and, and certainly needs to be yeah. brought back. I reckon as well the um, the fit of those shirts a lot better, like that tight. Yeah, that tight, I agree. Um, when CCC took over, um, that, that wow. uniform's not getting a lot of love, is it? I tell you what, that was that was the worst one. Like yeah. they've, yeah, they've, they've come back. They've actually, like obviously they've made the kit now, so they've actually sort of figured out how to make a make a kit eventually. But the, the ones they started with were absolutely atrocious. And yeah, what year are we talking there? Um, oh, I'll see if I get a photo through. But it's basically like from two thousand and yeah, it's late two thousands, early two thousand. Yeah, and I mean it was coming off. It was coming off the back of. Sort of we star and the National Bank and that sort of golden era kit. Um, so yeah, just a, just a tough look on C- CCC to start. I'll tell you what, I think we have the last few years we have figured out how to just have quite a nice, crispy, clean, clean yep. top, haven't we? We've kept it pretty simple, but they are they're pretty tasty our kits for, for the most part now. Yeah, they're starting to do it really well. Fuck, I'm looking at the kit now. I've seen it through. It's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it's See? so grim. And it, and it, and it does. You can't and be. Th- oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a clean AliExpress fake. That's what it looks like. 
there's, oh, there's, there's, there's actually some worse ones out there, but that was the first one that came up. That's yeah, that's nothing short of disgraceful. It's like if you went to like a like a budget, like a real budget sort of um, uh, screen printer place, and they said, "Oh, can you get us some like a, some a team kit?" Yeah. Um, and yeah. then they hear, oh, what are your colours? Black and white. And then they send it, and they've got the armpits are white and the rest of it's black. And it's like, what's you your go. price point? Like, yeah, minimal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's rough. Um, so that's my worst by a little country mile. And it was a yep. terrible era. Um, yeah, poor performing side. This, um, this isn't a uniform that could obviously be up for selection, but you remember, obviously, Cricket Max. The Max Blacks, who actually did play a few internationals of cricket, they had a, a pinstripe sort of number that I I don't know if I could put it high, but I would love to own. I think it, it would sort of more yeah, of a that, Sunday session drinking sort yeah, of a that, kit. That's special, actually. It's yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones you wear. You could sort of wear. You could almost I wear a towel. It was, yeah, pretty tasty kit, I reckon. Tell you what, get that with your cord shorts and a wee sort of golfer hat this summer, and mm. you're looking quite crispy at R and V. Yeah. Like buttons open, and then maybe yeah. we top, maybe we top, like obviously a top underneath because we're yeah, not with four necks. <laughs> Tan up though by then. So I was going to say if we're if we're about to segue into this Pakistan yeah, 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 team yeah. and that their their kit right now is looking pretty crispy as well. Yeah, there's a fantastic segue. Dark green and gold is just a great combo, and they've Love always it. sort of done it quite well. Especially Absolutely. that Pepsi logo. I mean, I'm pretty anti-Pepsi, but I do sort of – that is one thing they've done well. I do have <laughs> nostalgia vibes for that Pepsi logo on a Pakistan kit. Yeah, they've always just had nice, clean kits. Absolutely. That's no, a great segue. So, um, yeah, as, as Lugsy's sort of uh, touched on, Pakistan are coming over. Uh, the, this kit well, – Pakistan and Bangladesh, we've got a wee – a rare tri-series, I guess you'll call it. We throw back to – the VB series in Aussie back in the day. Now, we thought what a better way, what better way to preview the series than to pick a combined T Twenty Eleven between the three nations, which is always good fun. Now, I'm just going to go out and say it: I don't have a single Bangladesh player in this eleven, and they weren't close. And the reason why, I want to say it nicely: they've been really, really poor for a while now. They didn't win a game in the Asia Asia Cup. They've lost series to South Africa, West Indies, Afghanistan. They've even lost to Zimbabwe, and I would have Afghanistan a better side comfortably. And it's a shame because I don't know what's going on there, but I would personally have rather a seven-game series with Pakistan. After seeing what happened against uh, Pakistan and England, boys, anyone zagging and going to chuck a Bangladesh guy in, in, in the early Probably the only two guys worthy of a shout would be Shakib Al Hassan. Yeah, but Santner's going to do the same role and cheats less, so um, that's probably an easy one. Yeah, kicks less um, stumps. Yeah, kicks less stumps. Yeah, has less time off for um, code of the game infringements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, potentially the fizz, um, Mushtafizza uh, Rajam, maybe yeah. can get a look in. His slow ball, I've watched that on repeat a couple of times, and that is fucking naughty. Um, yeah, I like that On one. the sort of slower, older New Zealand wickets, because we've got a tri-series going deep, a lot of games on the same wickets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's probably the f- f- sixth, fifth or sixth best quick of the two nations. So, mm. yeah, you're not picking six Worth quicks. Worth a shout. Worth a shout. But, but um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, 
poor talent. I think I think they tried to say <laughs> Sri Lanka had zero world class bowlers, and then they went on to win the Asia Cup. So yeah, they're in a shambles. It's yeah. a bit of a shame because it seemed like Bangladesh were developing quite well. Obviously, mm. it's hard for they were. Yeah, they tuned, they, they, tuned, they tuned us yeah. up in Bangladesh a couple of years ago, didn't they? Yeah, well, they beat us in that test. I was going to say, they beat us here. Yeah, yeah like yeah. not that long. I, th- I was trying yeah. to go white ball formats, but... Yeah, it is disappointing because, you, yeah, you sort of think if, if they're going to sort of excel in any form of the game, this would be it, but they seem yeah. to be going a bit backwards, especially uh, that Zimbabwe series. Good to see Zimbabwe back um, play a bit of cricket, but, yeah, a bit disappointing for the bangers. 100%, 100%. So, well, let's, let's talk about Pakistan first, who... You know, they've just completed a, a massive seven-match T20 series versus England, the first time England have been in Pakistan for 17 years. They lost 4-3 in the end, but it's a hell of, it was a hell of a series, boys. Uh, last week, we were pretty out on seven-game series in cricket, but this one was pretty good. What did we make of it? Again, just great it went to seven. Um, yeah. As yeah. we said, crucial. Real, it was going to be really tough if that was wrapped up with a couple of games to go because it's uh, yeah, a long series. thing I took out of it was apparently Karachi's better for a graze than Lahore, according to um, Moen Ali. So, um, I mean, if we're doing a snack tour of the world, we're probably hitting Karachi first. Um, yeah. But apart from that, good series. One thing I'm not a big fan of the series is England just pumping up their batters' records. Um Saying like, oh, this is the best an England batter's gone in a series. Well, like, no shit, you're playing seven games. <laughs> um, yeah. Outside of that, the cricket was really good. And, yeah, went seven games, so outstanding to have a decider. Um, yeah, I think good for the format. But, again, it needed to be competitive. It did, and brilliant to watch. Yeah, I think, as, as we say, if you have a seven-game series that can go the distance, and then it's going to just build drama throughout and, and be fun. Obviously, the... As we've touched on, if it's 4-0 after 4, then that's when they're going to be a bit dull. Um, Interestingly enough, I was just going back to that VB series. Um, That was actually in the final when we played South Africa. That was a three-game final series. But uh, South Africa tuned us up. Yeah, 2-0. There's sadly no room for the third game. Um, But yeah, on the Pakistan-England series, I think we sort of touched on it a bit. A A lot of big scores. A lot of big scores throughout 2020s now. Like mm. Consistently, mm. teams going over 200 at the moment. So, and I guess that's where maybe, like as we we're talking about with the bowling, like that's where bowling is becoming so. If you've got a guy that just isn't going the distance, it's so valuable these days because yeah. it seems like every team can score 200. You know, pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, England actually unearthed a bit of talent over there as well. Where players stepped up a bit. The depth is ridiculous. Like they got like no, they had no Butler, no Stokes, no Bearstow, no Livingston. Um, obviously, no Morgan and no Jason Roy. And obviously, those guys aren't playing for different reasons. But to to have, to bring in got to pass two hundred several times without those guys and just bring on yeah. you know Harry Brook, Phil Salt, Ben, ben Duckett. Like I mean, they probably have. What's them in India have the biggest depth in, in white ball batting? Like it's it's actually ridiculous. I don't even know how they're gonna. Like fit, like I don't know who's going to be in the number one eleven going forward. It's going to be quite interesting, I guess. Like their bowling, um, I think we talked about like missing a guy like Boomerang. Like I think missing Arch is obviously massive, but having it, like it's awesome to see Mark Wood back. Like the rest of the bowling's like like they're all good bowlers without being world class. I guess yeah, it's just hard to replace a world class bowler, isn't it? Tell when when we're talking world class players, Pabrizam is just incredible well, to watch. Yeah, he's, he's building good. innings like. 
play all around the ground without going too crazy. And then when he needs to hit the big one, he can just pump it. So that will be exciting to see when he's over here. Yeah. Best or best yeah. or format player. I think it's I think it's pretty yeah. pretty clear. I um, think he's potentially surpassed the big four, hasn't he? Without even getting into the big four, he's gone past them. That's yeah. genuine. Yeah, it's just well, he's probably gonna, he's going to be in his own sort because like the Fab Four was, it was only the Fab Four because they're all the same age, and I guess yeah. that they're all they're all declining at different rates, and eventually it's just going to be Bubba's arm by himself, probably. I would say mm. um, in terms of all format stuff. Oh yeah, he's exceptional. So we'll move on to the old combined eleven uh, between New Zealand and Pakistan. It's sort of a cheeky way of basically talking about who, who, to, who to look out for the series and sort of broken up the, this hypothetical side into segments. I'll sort of list some contenders and then we'll go from there. So the segments are top three, middle order, finishers slash all-rounders slash spinners and seamers. Um, so let's start with the top three. So the contenders are we've got the number one and the number three T20 batters in the world, Mohamed Rizwan, Baba Razam. We've got New Zealand captain, Kane Williamson. We've got the number seventh ranked, Devin Conway. We've got the experienced, Martin Gubdell. And we've got the messiah, Finn Allen. There is also Sean Masood, but he wears clads in international cricket, so he is well out. Um, there's no way he is definitely – if we're ranking him, yeah, he is definitely – don't worry about in your bags, mate. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave your clads off, mate. Yeah, leave, leave your um, clads at home. So, look, it's um, it came down – I had four players – and I, ha- I could only pick three, um, yeah. so I couldn't I couldn't split Barbara's arm and Mahan Rizwan. I just nah. like I felt like they're like a they're a couple. They have to go together. Number one, number three for a good reason. And you know they've got all these massive partnerships. Yeah, and like we don't have we don't have number two either. So no, no, and you know that's that's India. And um, I've gone with number three. I've gone Devin Conway. Thought you might have. Yeah, I love. I do love. <laughs> I do love my Conway. I tell you what, though, Finn would have been close. Finn was very close. Yeah. Like, I'm talk- I, I, there, there was a part of me that thought I don't want three guys that work it around. Yeah, because I, I want I want a bit of power in there, but I just couldn't split up. I just couldn't put like Barbara's arm as one. Like there's there's a case you could put maybe Finn Allen at two, um, and one other put, and then either Conway or Rizwan misses out, and then you've got a power. At the top, I just I do think he's going to be special, and I'm just going to come out and say it. He is he should be playing ahead of Martin Gupta, who surpassed Martin Gupta as a T20 player. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at. I mean, you've been building up to that for weeks, mate. So I'm glad you finally sort of come out and said it. <laughs> and I totally agree. I, I endorse that comment. Like Martin Gupta, ODI cricket, definitely. Yeah. Well, if he's got the no. time, definitely. T20, yeah. give me Finn. Yeah, my only thing, I agree with your top three 100%, and I just think Bubba's that class above. He doesn't need the power to get the results. So I think you True. still can get that acceleration, especially with only two guys back. Um, he's going to do it with less risk and more consistently. So, yeah, L- uh, love yeah. the top three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, just to be different, maybe I'll just chuck Roswan at three and open up with Finn, but... I think if we're, you know, being deadly serious, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Um, turn out Barber is, he, yeah, he works it so well, but he can, like, he, when he needs to hit the, the big the big one, he can do it as well, as I guess all cricketers can now. Um, so, yeah, I'm ha- pretty happy with that top three. 
The middle order, uh, four and five, that was really it. probably the easiest ones, I think, and mainly because Pakistan's middle order is re- like just hasn't scored any runs for a long time. They either they either don't bat because Rizwan and and Babrazab score the runs, or when they do bat, they don't really do anything. So, and then you know, on the other hand, you've got, yeah. yeah, you've got you've got Glenn Phillips and Darren Mitchell, who are probably New Zealand's form two two form players in this format. Um, they were pretty easy at four and five. Uh, any objections with that one? No, love it. I like that you're playing this straight as well, Munter, of not like, you know, moving anyone down. I like what we're doing here. Yeah. Like not putting someone out of place to bat four or five. Let's just stick with, you know, picking a balanced side. Yeah, whoever Finn is finished here in about two, two days' <laughs> yeah. time and you have to retract that. But <laughs> yeah. I put the pressure on now to play it straight. I did want to think about, like, what could this team play? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, right. And as you said, Phillips and Daryl. Um, I mean, Daryl's coming off. Has the New Zealand batter had a better winter ever? Maybe not. So, yeah, he's got to be well, in there. Yeah. So, 53, averaging 53 at 145 in T20s. Has I the mean, shots. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, he has just a very calm presence about him as well, which can be pretty handy in that middle. Yeah. Very good competitor too. Been on the yeah. wrong end of a knee in a touch game from him, and it's not nice. We Charlie, yeah, geez, we Charlie, not needed. All rounders and finishers. Uh, so this is I've got three uh, three players here. Uh, at six, Nishan picks himself. Uh, I think he's almost underrated now by the public, even though T Twenty franchises love him. He, he gets a gig pretty much everywhere. This year, he averages thirty eight at a strike rate of almost two hundred and ten. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I don't think there's going to be any sort of we're very pro Jimmy Nishan uh, yeah. on this pod. You won't get a lot of pushback on those numbers anywhere, will you? No, no. And I think the, the next two, that was, this was interesting. It could have gone either way. I mean, the options are you've got Shadab Khan, you've got Mitch Santner, you've got potentially Ish Sodi if you want to go down the order. Uh, you've got Mohamed Nawaz. I think the first pick there is Shadab Khan. Like he's a, he's a the best spinner, leg spinner. Yeah. Um, can hit it out of the park. And then after that, you and if you've got, if you've got Khan, you're probably not going to go Ish Sodi. You don't want to go two leggies. Um, so you want a bit of variation. So then you got Santner and Nawaz, both left armers, both can finish in innings. I'm going to go Santner because he's strong with the ball, but Nawaz might have a bit more power. There's not really a bad pick. I'm going to go mm. Santner. How do you guys see it? Exactly the same. Uh, yeah, no no pushback from me. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I guess these days you do, you're basically – a lot of teams are playing sort of two spinners, aren't they? So and that's the case, yeah. I mean, Khan, I think you've got to have a head of sodium, especially the, the thing he has with the stick there. Mm. Um, you, sneak, you sneak Bracewell in here, Crom? I didn't act too fair. I didn't actually bring him up too fair. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, I think he's definitely worthy of some talk here. Like, yeah, fair. It's very I mean, when you're talking about a team like this, you sort of, you got to have enough bowling and batting anyway, aren't you? So you just sort of, um, yeah, I mean, definitely worthy of conversation. I probably probably depends if you want to go more batting, doesn't it? Like he's probably the yeah. best guy to bat there at the moment. It just depends. Mm. Like even if you had say Nishim at seven and Braces at six with Carter eight, yeah, that's actually sort of, crisp. I'm sort of start looking at. I mean, that's not a bad play. I guess it depends on. For me, I just I want to see a little bit more with the ball. I want to mm. see. Yeah, I mean, like you're not. The, the best case scenario of Bracewell is I, I actually like that order. I just I didn't like what we saw against Australia. So 
I'm not out on, out on him. Like I'm not out on him, obviously, but I just want to see a little bit more with the ball, like someone that can be relied on with the ball. Because yeah. the betting, the betting's there. Yeah, the betting is uh, like he's he definitely deserves his place in that side. But um, once he figures out that ball, I think he's he'll be in that side full time. I think you certainly don't want him in a position where you need to rely on his bowling at this stage. No. Nah. Yeah, you don't want you don't nah, want to nah, have nah. to have his four overs, do you? Probably. I think it's better than better than just bonus overs, but I don't think it's rely on him for four overs at this stage. Looking towards the seamers, so I've got three seamers here, like very very hotly contested. Um, like New Zealand, we've got Bolt, we've got Saudi, the pace of Ferguson, even the pace of Milne, he's a shout. Pakistan have incredible pace. Like they got Harris, Ralph, Hussain, and even Afridi can push one fifty. It's going to be that exciting seeing them on these shores. I think mm. Afridi and Bolt are a step ahead of everyone. I think yeah. two left armers, both swing it. Afridi's a bit quicker. Bolt probably a little craftier through experience. Um, so I think they take two of those spots. And then for me, the last spots between Harris Ralph and Lockie Ferguson. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think there's a wrong pick. I think they both bowl excess of 150. They both have good slower balls, good Yorkers. I'm going to go Ralph. Just on form, I think mm. if we're nitpicking Lockie, I don't know if he's actually had the best winter since the IPL, but he's got the track record. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he was our leading wicket taker at the World Cup. I think he's that sort of guy. But right now, I think I'll go Ralph. Yeah, I like, I like the Ralph pick. Um, sort of, if we do or want to segue into a, like a little bit of a good story, he we played Pakistan A mid-COVID when they came here uh, in a T20 game and it was basically the Pakistan T20 side. Um, Wahab Riaz and Harris Rolf opened oh. the batting. I wasn't prepared for that. No, Rolf in warm-ups, um, when we were marking our run-up, said like, sorry boys, I'll be bowling 150 today. I've got the big bash next week. <laughs> Pretty demoralising. <laughs> And you How said, cool. sorry, boys, I won't be batting today. Yeah, yeah, I was actually batting 12 <laughs> that day too, so you oh, beauty. Um, yeah. Also, also out of that game, um, one of the young boys didn't know who Wahab, Wahab Riaz was, um, and his oh, older brother his older brother promptly sent him that clip of Riaz deleting Shane Watson in Australia. Yeah. Uh, no doubt he showed up cacking himself. That's got to be one of the all-time like standout memories, eh? Because oh, that one only unreal. lasted, what, three or four overs. To his credit, Sham Watson didn't get out, did he? No. Yeah, he had him drop, though. The guy, guy yeah, uh, got dropped at, uh, at fine leg. It would have been interesting to see if he caught that, what would have happened. Um, oh, I think the, the total was quite game. small, but fuck, it was a quick spell. It yeah. was, oh, that was, yeah, nothing um, better, right? Pinned him a couple of times. So just from those sort of levels of confidence, that's always stuck with me from Ralph. So I'll be sticking with him in my combined 11. Yeah, so I'll go lucky then just to be on the other <laughs> side of it. And I guess I guess as well, like back home, you'd want the ball yeah. to fire up, knows the conditions well, bit of confidence in his step. So why not have Lockie there? I mean, it's pretty pretty serious attack with pace there. So that's nice. Out or not out this week? We've got a we've got a review which is which is outstanding uh, to to get through. So we'll we'll read that out and we'll give them a wee answer, which is which is nice. So this reads: Love the show, boys. For out or not out, when it comes to bag brands that you guys reckon wait, what? When it comes to bag brands 
uh, that that you guys. What do you reckon? Hold on. <laughs> what, hey, don't, what, what is it don't about bad brands? Thank you. Yeah, no, I have to have a couple of goes at this. So, <laughs> when it comes to bad brands, what do you reckon it says about the user, good or bad? Again, great show. Would recommend a listen to anyone. Um, thank you very much, Black Vool. So, yeah, first of all, thanks for listening and taking the time to leave a review, review. It massively helps this podcast grow, so we appreciate it. If anyone else is keen to get a question read out on uh, Out or Not Out or even Coach Corner for that matter, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. follow that up with a review, and then leave your question. So, question about bag brands and what it says about owners is a fantastic one because it could lead us down a wee path. Jack, mm. I believe you've got a wee something for the listener. Yeah, I think it's – I don't know if it's as much bag brands. It's obviously like if your brand matches your kit, um, yep. that's probably a pretty good sign that you're actually a good player. Um, mm. And also like if you've got the big one, the big dog, we all know that one that like the bloke takes up too much room in the changing room with it. Yeah. It's got enough room for eight pairs of gloves and four sticks. Um your twos player doesn't need that. So he's obviously a good player. So, yeah, in terms of like you want to look out for the bag actually matches the kit. Um, obviously, the next level up from that is any sort of rep branding on the bag. When you know someone's not paying for it um, or it's labelled with a with a team, they've got to be a good player. Um, you can also probably tell by the state of the bag. Um, there's a hole and random bits of kit are falling out and stuff. Yeah, they're obviously not not getting those bags for free, so they they might not be that same sort of level. But if there's still like a um, flight docket on the on the attached yeah. to the bag, that's when you yep. know he's probably a pretty big dog. <laughs> that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a big big <laughs> flex. The old New Zealand yeah. barcode. Yeah, and you leave it on purposely. I, I assume. Yeah, oh, so yeah. We're, we're not out on leaving the tag on. You've got to leave that on, eh? Just let the boys know you've oh. travelled to play. Mm. Just been on flight NZ seven six two, just yeah. off to Africa there. I actually just used it because it was a good bag, and I didn't have a suitcase. But um, no <laughs> yeah. one, else, no one will actually know that. As I was, as I was sort of having a wee discussion about this, I think bag, like a lot of things, is is sort of one of those things that as you go through the grades and get a bit older, it's when you start to realise who the big dog sort of players are. Yeah. So I remember a, a turning point where the wet because. Probably the younger listeners don't know this, but you know there was a there's a lot of kits that didn't have the old wheelie wheels to start with. Yeah, it was a big transition. Oh, big transition! So you'd be over the shoulder with the kit. You'd sort of have your your bat handle would stick out the stick out the end yeah. of the bag because that would be on your side. Um, and then suddenly you get to that age about you know sort of 11, 12, 13, and suddenly guys are turning up some some much bigger bags. Well, the other ones are still sort of over the shoulder of the lesser yeah. players. Um, so that was a big sort of transition of who were the, the big dogs were. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm just sort of bags these days. I mean, this Grey Nichols Legends, this is costing you 400 Yeah. So, I mean, these are some big bags they're running these days. Potentially as well, like the obscure brand um, that you've probably never heard of could actually indicate a good player, um, especially yeah, if they're yeah. on overseas. Like a bag specialist uh, sort of. Yeah. Well, not a bag, maybe like a, I mean, like a, a Newbury bag or something, like a bag you don't yeah. see in New Zealand like real often and he walks out in full Newbury kit, you're like, fuck, probably he could be a good player. Like English bikes are sponsored by them, like maybe he's an overseas, like that sort of thing can come into it with the, the psyche of the bag when a bloke walks in in the morning. Did you either have anyone in the team that had the bag, like the Kookaburra bag backpack? The duffel? The old backpack. 
No, there was a, a genuine backpack you had that would sort of would only get probably – it was one of those things like you'd have your gloves at the bottom and then the pla- the guy would sort of leave the backpack open, like close it as mm. much as he could while still having the pads showing. Oh, is it like a, ha- like a half kit? Yeah. Like it was just a pretty sort of – you know, it was the kid that's getting forced to play. Sort yeah, of they're not scoring runs, are they? They're not scoring runs. No, not at all. No, too easy. So I, don't, I actually don't know if we answered your question, nor do I know if there was an out or not question in there. But <laughs> well, I think it just retains to like. Yeah, I hope you got. Hope you got a little bit out of that. Yeah. Um, the big thing is you want it matching. You want yeah. it matching. When yeah, you I like the, the matching. You yeah. want it a decent size, so you're not embarrassingly having it over your shoulder. Um, you don't want to take up too much space in the changer, and that gets a bit annoying for everyone. But just a good clean bag. Yeah, and you want the wheels to work. Yeah, the wheels are crucial. Screech across the car park. If the wheels aren't working, fuck me. You're not scoring twenty, mate. You also want it like evenly weighted, just so yeah. just so when you're like not pulling well it, 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 it's sort of like it. You don't want it like sort of tipping over. It's actually quite quite an embarrassing sort of uh, scenario when your bag sort of keeps rolling over. Mm. Um, yeah, you don't want that. You do no. not want that. And I mean, if we're talking real in depth, you can't have your spikes anywhere near your bat. If it's uncovered, you don't want those big spike lines or a wee dot in the back of your cricket bat. Yeah, put your bat, either get a case for your bat or you have a separate compartment for your bat. Or if you don't have that, put your bat in between your pads. That's sort of what I would do. But mm. um, Or carry your yeah. bats in like it looks like they've been repaired, like you're a good player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or have like a separate bat bag. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a pro sort of thing. But um, uh, you're probably not if you're reviewing the show. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Cheers, Bubba Razam, for that uh, question. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Bubba. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on to, to, slot, uh, to Coach Corner and then we'll wrap up with uh, uh, Snack of the Week. Starting today, you will play like winners, act like winners, and most importantly, you will be winners. If you listen and learn, you will win basketball games. And gentlemen, winning in here is the key to winning out there. So this week on Coach Corner, we've got how can you pick a slower ball? Uh, fantastic question from Oscar. This was sent in via the Instagram story I chucked up the other day. If you're interested, check out the Instagram at Maxim Cricket Coaching. It's where you get to vote for Snack of the Week as well as various other polls like this one. On another note, we had... Uh, heaps of questions around getting confident while batting and sorting out nerves and transferring net form to middle. I might try and get someone else on to help that because it's a good topic for another day, but for now we'll just we'll just sort out the slower balls. Um, okay, slower balls, interesting one because they are slower, slowly, well, fast actually taking over the game as the short formats take over and every bowler needs to have a few. But as batters, we don't really talk about facing them and what we really should do once... Uh, yeah, what we really should do, which is so again, it's a great question. Um, I would say first of all, we want to figure out what kind of slower ball the bowler has. At club level, I'd be surprised if they had more than one, maybe two. But as the standard increases, it's pretty widely accepted that you're going to need a few. Speaking of that, like Jacko, like how many slower balls uh, would you have? Uh, fair to say, there's a few uh, going around. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a few. Um, and <clears throat> I suppose as as things happen, um, new ones become that sort of it slow ball. Like I, I know the knuckle ball's been the the one the last mm. couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean personally, I've got three, two that I use like 
pretty much every game if we're playing white ball cricket um, and sort of one that's a little bit in the locker at the moment. But I, I'd probably confidently say I've got three I could bowl in a game. Um, my my view on it is you've got to have you've got to have one that can go each way, ideally. So you need an off cutter and a leg cutter, or I guess yeah, one one that can go either way, um, so that you can take it away from each handed batter, um, or you can bowl, you can spin it into the like cut it into the big side if you need to. Um, mm. Is sort of my take because if you've got big side small side, yeah, you want to be bowling into that big side and cutting it further into the big side because that's where you're trying to get hit. Um, so yeah. I mean, ideally, two. And if they're good, shit. If they're doing a job, you, sh- you should only need two. Um, don't fucking listen to AJ Ty and get 17. That's ridiculous. Oh, 100%. And like, so, like, as you, as you can tell, there's a few, and like, you know, it's, they can't, if they're done well, they're pretty hard to pick. Like, at yeah. least the, the, fir- like the first time you're seeing someone bowl a slow ball, like, you're not going to, you're probably not going to pick it first time. Like, so I no. think, I think the best idea is to sort of like, Pick them after they've bowled them. Like yeah. notice, oh, that was a slow ball, and then make a mental note. Oh, what did they do? Like, did he roll his fingers down the side? Was it at the back of the hand? What's it actually doing off the pitch? Is it grabbing? Like cutters obviously can hold a bit more depending on the the, the wicket. If you're at the non-striker, you can have a good look uh, at the vantage. Uh, yeah, you can look at the hand. Um, side note: don't get man-catted uh, <laughs> while you're doing that. Uh, and then, like after that, like once you can actually start. Once you start figuring out the bowler's towels, you can potentially attack that slow ball mm. at the death. Yeah. You know, if someone bowl, if someone's bowling a lot of them, I've always been a fan of like expecting a slow ball yeah. and setting up for a slow ball. And then if it is pace on, you just you just react. You're going to react to it. Anyway. Yeah. You're not. It's not going to hit you. Like you're going to do something. That was going to be the point. Is like the biggest way to combat it is even if you can't pick it or you don't know which way it's going to go, set up to to yeah. hit the slow ball and then react if it's pace on because your your body will take over that way whereas if you're you're setting up for pace and they do you with a slow ball you're out basically or it's a dot but yeah that would that would be mine um you've got to try and look at the hand i suppose you've got to try and see if there's a tell um mm. and that comes down to conversations with guys that have played against them before um yeah has a guy just got out to one can you ask him like fuck mate what did you see um but yeah, I mean, sometimes guys, guys, slow balls. That's sort of the the one combat the quicks have at the moment in in cricket is if they get it, if they've got a good slow ball. Um, sometimes you know it's coming and you can't do anything with it either. So I was I was going to say basically you've touched on everything I, I basically had there because my three biggest things were like obviously and the most basic thing you learn when you get you know you're five years old is just watch the ball as close as you can. Mm. So. Watch that ball as close as you can. I'm on to a good point of, of even from the non-striker's end because that's probably when you're going to get your closest view. So watch that really close to see if he's just running the fingers across it um, or cutting it at all. Um, and then, yeah, if, if someone's bowling it a lot, as, as you said, just set up for it. And then, as Monta said, you'll react to the quicker one anyway. Um, so just set up for that slower ball because yeah, it's I mean it's something that's becoming so common, especially obviously in the shortest form in the mm. T20s. I mean it's more of I guess a, a club cricket thing we're giving advice on because if you're an international cricket with the amount of tape we have now and you don't know you know pretty much every yeah, ball that's in the guy's arsenal, unless he's you know 
you know, worked on something new or something, you should have a real good idea of every bowler's, you know, what balls they've got in their arsenal. So yeah. for club cricketers, just watch the ball as close as possible. Um, and then just you yeah, look to look to just set up for it if it's something that's happening a lot. Mm. If you are watching that ball, like you might not see out of the hand, but the revs the revs the ball will have will most likely be different. Mm. The seam will look different coming out of the hand as yeah, well. Yeah, unless it's like a perfect back of the hand sort of jobs. Um, like if it's a cutter or it's a maybe not a knuckleball, it sort of it won't it sort of won't rotate backwards. But if you it, it will look different. It will look a lot different mm. than like a normal pace on delivery. And once you sort of figure out those tells, then you can sort of go from there. I've always found, especially at club, like the back of the hand one's quite an easier one to tell. The, the off cutter can be a bit tougher, but like if they're, you know, especially if they're really trying to hide it well. But I think for my, if you see it a couple of times, especially at the club level when the bowling's probably, you know, obviously not as high a standard as that. At next level up, if you watch it closely, you will you'll figure it out. Club level, most guys will have max two, and they're not going to be like a couple of elite, like really top end club cricketers will have like a genuinely elite slow ball. Um, but outside of that, it is going to be a guy trying to do it out the back of the hand, or their best crack at a knuckleball, or an off cutter. Really, are the three you're probably most likely going to see. And like, if you can't practice a knuckleball heaps, you, yeah, it's probably probably an off cutter is going to be your stock standard one to see. So, um, yeah, look look for that seam to change, and yeah, and I think the best thing is you want to have a plan for it. Like you don't, as Munter said, you want to set up. You don't want to be like beaten for pace and holding out because you're like playing a silly shot. Like it might be you're setting up to to not slog it, but use it to try and get two or something. So go into the game with a plan on what to do with certain slow balls and go from there. Where, Jacko, where do you land as a bowler on how slow your fly ball should be? I know, like, see, some people think, like, if you're a 150 and it's just that slight bit off, you know, 140, then that's better because they're just going to not know a big difference in going through their shots. Whether some people think you've got to really slow yeah. it right up, completely full the guy. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's like at that level, guys are going to be – probably like unless you're actually bowling like 150 plus that change in pace probably isn't the biggest one like yeah you you need it's more like deception in the ear and i think that's where the knuckleball became really popular is because it had that sort of was weird in the ear as opposed to it was weird in the ear as well as being slower um so i think that's where it comes into it um making sure you're deceiving a guy in the air and the flight's different than just straight up and down. Because um, I've found I've got a couple, I've got one that looks, can look like a beamer and like bowls guys with Yorkers when they're ducking and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chris Keynes, sure. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Keynes, you just straight to the top of the mind, eh? Like I always found it was better. It was always harder when it was like banged in. When you didn't have time, like if, I find like if it floats and it dips, You've got time to react. Like you might not hit it as well, but when it's when it's sort of like banged in, like maybe back of a length sort of thing, and it, and it reacts off the pitch, yeah. and it slows off the pitch. That can be quite difficult to adjust because you've got to adjust quite late rather than in the air. When you're banging it in, it, it is going to like grip more, and that's that floaty one that are better. I guess at that stage, if you're looking to hit, regardless, those floaty ones you're swinging at anyway. Like if a bowler bowls a half volley, you're swinging. So if it's yeah. slower, you're still swinging, like it's not changing your plan. Whereas 
if it's into the deck and you're swinging and suddenly it grips and and moves one way then your um your plan is going to be a lot is going to be tested a lot more Jacko, is it time for snack of the week, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. see that on the run sheet. But I like it because yeah. ice cream's a dessert and you do dessert yeah. last. That is, that is that is good. So, yeah, as we said, it's been a change in the order. Um, nothing to do with our Indian overlords at all. But uh, last week, I actually thought it was going to be an even contest between jet planes, crocodiles, sour Coke bottles, but it, it really turned into anything but. Yeah, why to why? I mean, I knew I, I knew Coke bottles would probably win. I think that was my pick. But I must admit, seeing fifty eight percent of the share, it took me off guard a touch. Mm. Jacko, like first of all, congrats on the on the W. And did you think it was going to be so comfortable? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think like again, the Coke bottle. When we're talking your two dollar mixture, that ninety percent of people save that Coke bottle right up until the end because it is one of the mm. better options. So. I think it's just ingrained. In it, New Zealanders as a nation, we love Coke. We love the cola flavour. Um, yeah. yeah. Add yeah, sour, yeah. add lolly. <laughs> Fuck, you've got a winning combo. So, um, I believe you're enjoying a Coke at the at the prison, are you, Munter? Gave us some talk of a wee Coke and... Yeah, I did have a wee, I did have a wee Coke and raspberry of the, the pink can variety. To be honest, uh, not as good as I thought it'd be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't think Coke has ever nailed their Coke and raspberry no. outside of going to a pub and having a jug of yeah, it when you're highly hungover. It's, it's not the same. I don't know if there's no, oh, probably shit, too much. No, they've, they've never nailed it. It might be too much raspberry. I'm not too sure. Yeah, and it's not that really fake, like cordial yeah, raspberry it's, either. It's like been you've a got huge to go the fake Yeah, almost tastes like a like a proper raspberry like juice, and it's like no, it's not what we're after. No, I'm after. I want to feel like I'm in a pub. Yeah, yeah. So I've got another seven of those to get through. So, uh, <laughs> oh gee. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who do a good Coke and Raz, and I don't want to give the competition any sort of. You better say PT. Yeah, but we, no, Wests. Oh, okay. Wests do a probably great no, probably number Raz. one. Oh, hundred mm. percent number one. Yeah, no, they've really nailed it. Haven't nailed a lot else actually. To be fair, no, but, um, they've nailed that one, hundred percent. So this week we. What do we have? Uh, ice cream. Ice cream, again, cookies and chocolate. We're going to have to wait another week. <laughs> I can't believe chocolate's not getting some love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we need to like make that third one something we, the public doesn't want. So, yeah. um, vegetables, maybe. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a tough run for chocolate and biscuits, that's for sure. They'll get there. Ice cream this week. Uh, definitely on the line of snacks, uh, but... You know, I do love a wee ice cream as per. So I've gone with the I've gone with the jelly tip trumpet, and there's a couple of reasons. Uh, obviously, I love the trumpet, and mm. I, I I mean I believe that you know jelly tip is you know the number one ice cream uh, flavor there is, and I think you boys sort of think the same. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. I've already I've already demolished that pre pod. Yeah, um, I feel like that's the sour coke bottles of the ice cream week. Um, to be honest with you, it's a great pick. And yeah, as you said, jelly tip is like elite. I mean, like when you're a kid, just making sure you got that vein of jelly and making yeah, that your big yeah. scoop. And so you had that big jelly ruining it for the rest of the family, but you had a great time. Say, the amount of times the old ladies just hit me up for why is there no uh, yeah, jelly yeah. in our jelly tip ice cream? Yeah. yeah, 100%. yeah it's in my belly, sorry, Mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just had that, Jan. <laughs> thanks. Um, just yeah. vanilla left. Yeah. I actually had that one of one as well and was going to. 
going to buy it and, and consume. But um, the dairies let me down. They actually had none of my top three options. So That's um, I'm scrambling here and I scrambled at the dairy too. Sort of stood over the ice cream freezer for too long. Sort of thinking, <laughs> do I panda? Do I get a classic um, that I will enjoy but it's probably not my favorite? Or do I go for, for the wee thing I've just seen there that I, I loved over summer when they bought it out? Um, and that was the, the Banoffee Pie Trumpet. Um, oh, yeah. Promised with a Banoffee in every bite. So, really, Another really promise. hit the spot when it came out and can confirm it still does. So, obviously not as confident in it, but for that fourth, fifth pick I've gone for, yeah, happy with. Bit of a niche sort of uh, following. Yeah, I very find. niche. Like, I think people that do love it, they'll really love it. Yeah. It's either your favourite ice cream or you didn't rate it at all, probably. Yeah, potentially, potentially, but uh, no, I don't mind it. I mind it. Luxy, what are you running? Um, I'll first, just before I touch on that, if we ever do like desserts Ooh. as an actual snack option, I have to say, banoffee pie is my all-time favourite dessert. Fuck, it's good, eh? Just absolutely exceptional. Jeez, it's good. I actually ran through two desserts yesterday. Um, One of them a banoffee or? No, no, I said... Um, we so I had, sauce or? No, I had, uh, I had ambrosia for lunch oh, and then I had a wee, car- had a wee caramel uh, cheesecake for uh, oh, dinner. Yeah. So yeah. I was a very full boy, obviously. I had a um, couple, of, couple of birthday celebrations with the, the, the brother and the uh, brother-in-law. So. And happy birthday to, to Scott Hunter. Yeah, yeah, so Scott, yeah, Scott, brother his, of the uh, pod. his birthday. Yeah, brother of the pod, his birthday today, uh, brother-in-law yesterday. Um, good to have a roast. So we roast chicken in the on the lunch and dinner. No, I roast thought we were talking a roast as a new at the um, at your wedding. <laughs> Just getting you know, a spray from the voice. Yeah, no, he did well. You know, the brother did did definitely uh, stick to me, which is uh, which is yeah, expected. Anyway, yeah, I'll get to my um, happy birthday, Scott. But I'll mm. get to my um, to my. I have, as I was saying to you boys, I I'm probably a bit controversial on this that I still prefer over any sort of ice cream on a stick. I still prefer in a cone ice cream. Mm. Um, yeah, the and I was gonna, Yeah, yeah. I, the, a jelly tip ice cream is still oh, my favourite. Yeah. Um, as you say, just reminiscing of being a youngster and, and getting those. Um, but I was going to go to Patty's and Cream, a delightful ice cream place in Dunedin here, but it was closed on my walk home. So, Nugly. so I've gone into the uh, into the dairy and I've, I've stuck with what would have to be my favourite? I guess a bit of an old favourite, the gooey caramel Memphis milk. Yeah, that's yeah. a good pick. It's a yeah. good pick. Like I don't know, it's it wouldn't be my number one, but nah. I I think I think it'd be a few people's number one. It's a sickly sort of an operation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd be on the Mount Rushmore of ice creams, probably, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a known. It's a very known sort of ice cream. And I, I tell you what is sickly is if you mix it up and go the gooey raspberry. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, re- yeah I don't know if I'd recommend too that. Much, eh? Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm a big fan of that Memphis Mountain and we care and audition. No, it's a good pick. Yeah, just um, pick. just touching on the the scooped ice cream crumb. Love to know out or not out on goody goody gumdrops. Hugely, in. Yeah. yeah, I love. I'm I'm a, just a sucker for having the lollies in there. Yeah, it's a I very div- it's a very divisive ice cream. But fuck, I reckon it's if unreal. If you talk about the lollies, like I'm not even sure I know what the ice cream tastes like. But mm. just, uh, <laughs> You just love to you, just finding a lolly so fizz. Yeah. Do you just suck? Do you suck them all out? Do you suck all the lollies out and then sort of get the ice cream, or are you just sort of? I don't suck one? them all out straight away, but I definitely sort of know when I'm having one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a massive sort of gold rush. Sort of yeah, operator, I was going to say so gold like rush would be up there. Yeah. 
I like I like knowing there's a little something in my ice cream. Hmm. I'll probably roll with boysenberry, which is pretty similar to jelly tip. We shan't give away our secrets because if we do a second round of ice creams in the future, we and maybe we should should go ice cream on the current. Yeah, go scooped. Yeah, I like it. Like a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. No, I like Some pretty that. wild flavors these days. I'll tell yeah. you that. Tell you what, if any of the boys go near a choc orange, I'm done. <laughs> Just choc orange walk chip. Off, orange choc walk off, chip. Walk orange off the choc chip. Nothing short of exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> hokey pokey. Yeah, hokey pokey does a job. Has its place. That's all it right, has its yeah. place, and that's with, a, with some other chocolatey dessert. Yeah, yeah, on a sort of chocolate lava cake or something. Anyone yeah. balls enough to just go straight French vanilla? <laughs> yes, yeah, Andrew like, Miller, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's a few, there's a few sort of vanillas out there. Same, same, same blokes that think a man kid's all good, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all good. Our uh, overlords won't be listening by now, so nah, it's all good. They've tuned out. Yeah, hundred percent. Once we stop talking about the cricket, it's all good. I was just going to say, it's interesting they tune out here because this is the only thing we're actually qualified to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing we should be respected about. <laughs> yeah, guys have had, guys have put away snacks for fun. We, we, we can't we can't score runs or take wickets, but we'll, we'll demolish a snack. That's us for another week, and it's been a it's been a great week for TMC. Top five in New Zealand, top ten in South Africa, Australia, UK, Sri Lanka, Germany, and of course. The number one po- sports podcast in Bermuda. Potentially, you know, potentially could make a trip out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. A live pod um, from Bermuda. Sounds all right. Yeah. Just need a couple more patrons, actually. Yeah. Just a couple. So, um, no, we, we, we also have, we've got another we've got another guest coming on next week who's um, who is a black cat. And this this doesn't happen without our award-winning listeners who have been unreal. And it is it is humbling because we don't we don't get that sort of success without, without you guys. So, like we joke around a lot because it's fun, but you know a lot of work goes into this. And I tell you what, it's a lot easier getting stuck in when you have the support of our listeners. So you know, I do thank you. So keep on listening, keep rating, keep reviewing. It really helps the podcast grow. Um, if you want to help even more, we have Patreon. Uh, we're going to need a few more patrons to to go to Bermuda, but uh, mm. hopefully one day we'll get there. Uh, at the moment, you'll get early releases, but. We have a few things planned, and lastly, but not uh, yeah, lastly but not least, Lee. Is it Leesley? How do you say that? Uh, last, lastly, last but not least. Last but not least, that's right. Thank you to Jacko and Lugsy for turning up every week and making TMC what it is today. Have a fantastic week, fellas. Catch you next week. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Catches.